You're listening to Gyra City Orlando's podcast, where we believe that you were designed, purposed, and positioned to change the culture. We hope this week's episode encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. What is up, Gyra City Orlando? It is uh, Gabe, Pastor Gabe, whatever you want to call me. I, I don't know. Um, and I am here with the one, the only Cam McCartney. Cam, how are you doing today, bro? Let's good go, man how are you doing good bro um good. for those of you that don't know cam uh me and cam were interns together for a little bit over at uh mainstream um I, we actually have one student that goes to fca over there which is super cool um really yeah um and then so after that internship he actually spent some time interning at elevation which is pretty cool if i do say so myself um cam why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, i guess let the people know who the young goat is. Yeah, so um, again, hi, I'm Cam. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Um, like Gabe said, I know him from mainstream. We both did the internship together. Um, been at Elevation. Um, I love basketball. Um, I'm engaged, so I'm trying to get married, Sorry. but we'll see what Corn says as of right now, but <laughs> we're not gonna let that stop us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just have a passion huge passion for youth, huge passion for church and God, and just willing to, you know, try and bridge the gap between like world and Jesus. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I feel like I'm called to. So yeah. Come on, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Um, All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit uh, about like just evangelism and kind of like, um, you know, what we've been talking about in this series. Um, So uh, Cam, actually, we've been in this series called Jesus is King. So literally playing off of Kanye's album. Um, oh, so we were talking okay. about uh, how Jesus is a uh, king and how we are his ambassadors, right? How we are the ones that carry this message of the gospel and how when Jesus was on earth, he was uh, playing the role of ambassador of God, the father himself and how we follow his footsteps. Um, so that's kind of been the premise of the entire series as a whole. Um, so the first question I have for you today, just kind of started off with, I guess, maybe a, a story. Uh, what's one time evangelism has gone horribly wrong on you? If you have any stories like that. Yeah, for sure. I have, I have a couple. Um, the one that comes to my mind first when I hear that question is um, during my internship, we, uh, with Mainstream, we took these trips to um, New Orleans mm-hmm. um, and we went to Mardi Gras and did evangelism on the streets and trying to bring people to God, um, especially during that time. There's a lot of like partying people go there to escape from things so it's like literally like a breeding ground for god to do something miraculous um and i remember there's this within my second year we had went and i was paired up with this person and throughout the whole trip i was like god like just whatever you want like i'm gonna just be open like i have like i'm gonna leave my expectation for you to do what you want like i'm not gonna jump the gun on anything like i just want to see your people touched so my partner had this feeling while we were on the streets um that this lady needed praying for like we just needed to go over to this side like she said like I feel like there's someone that we just need to like talk to I'm like okay like sure so we follow and go down the road and there's this lady on the side of the street um she's homeless she's um with her dog and learning her story um apologize for that um just learning her story she's uh she's she's from Texas went to Mardi Gras um someone stole her wallet and everything that she owned um she only had like a couple hundred dollars like in her like in her purse 
Uh, she paid for like a hotel for a night and then was homeless and was on the streets for I think like a week and a half. Um, so the so we were talking with her and just trying to see like what help she needed, um, trying to connect her with the church we were with if she needed any resources and whatever. And she's like, thanks, like I'm not really like looking for like help like that. Like obviously I want to eat, but I just want to go home. Like I don't want to be in New Orleans anymore. Um, so we tried talking with her about God and stuff. And every time we try to talk with God, about God with her, she's like, yeah, no, like, I'm okay. Like every time God came up, it was like, no, but anytime we like tried to see where her life was, she would open up. Um, so it was hard to like bridge that gap between that. Um, so um, at the end of the night, we had to go because we saw that our team was leaving. So unfortunately, we weren't able to like really bring her to Christ. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that it was a complete loss because we did plant that seed, but yeah. it was just like every time we brought up God, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna shut it down. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was just That's really right. tough, like feeling like spirit led to like, you know, talk to somebody and then it's like, you just get complete rejection from it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really tough, but you've got to keep going and know like if you, did, if you didn't do anything, you at least planted a seed for them to receive God in the future um, and mm -hmm. gave them that opportunity. So I would yeah. say that was the biggest thing that I think. For sure. For sure, bro. Yeah. Um, what comes to mind for me, I guess, with this question would definitely be this one time where I was at Starbucks um, and this one lady was kind of going off on a barista. And I don't know what what occurred to me in my mind to ask the lady that was yelling at the barista what she needed prayer for. Um, but I was like, let me just ask, you know, let me be a good Christian. So I was like, hey, is there anything I can pray about for you? And I don't know. It was right before church. I was feeling good. I had just ordered my coffee, you know, and then um, she looks at me and she's like, nah, I'm good. And then she proceeds to cuss out the barista um, even more. She's like, but this, you know, and then uh, she goes off on the barista even more. And I'm there like, oh, man, I was like that. Yeah. That went really bad. And then I just kind of <laughs> got really quiet and stood in the corner. And when they call my name for my coffee, I just kind of grabbed my coffee and I was like, I literally got that girl yelled at even more <laughs> by asking how I could pray. I should have asked the barista or told her to be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm praying for you. Um, so yeah, that, that was a, a horrible failure for me, at least in that arena. <laughs> um, we all, we all um, have yeah, bro. Some people just are, are, are wild, but I also have sometimes I like, I remember one time at Wawa, uh, I guess this, this could be like more of like a, a one that went good. I remember there was a guy that was sitting outside and, you know, um, I kind of saw him and I was like, Hey bro, can I, is there anything I can get you? He's like, yeah, just a soup would be fine. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So I got him a soup and I got him some other stuff just cause you know, I'm like, um, I wanted to help him out. Um, and then at the end of it, I kind of prayed for him. Um, and then I think, I don't know, I forgot how I came up, but I came up that I was like a youth pastor and the, he was like dropping like cuss words throughout the conversation. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, you do. You're fine. You're like, you don't gotta like, yeah, like you don't have to like apologize to me or anything, but um, like those two are definitely super polar opposites um, in yeah. story wise. Um, my second question for you would be, we know the gospel is capable of transforming lives, um, but how can we live it out in a way that brings the most fruit or like results? You know what I mean? Um, because the gospel is capable of transforming people's lives, but a lot of time the delivery can get in the way of that at least in my opinion, you know what I mean? Like how you choose to speak, say it to people or how you choose to live it out in front of people um, can oftentimes be, um, you know, either a hurdle or, or um, a way that helps it be communicated. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that 
my answer would come, obviously, I want to go back to scripture, but um, I know the Bible asks us to, um, tells us two things. It says that with Christians, you'll know Christians by their fruit, by everything they produce, it should be of God. Um, that's how you could tell a Christian right off the bat. Um, and then two, um, I wanted to bring up the scripture of um, us being in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus on that one the most. Um, I think that throughout time, like we've kind of gotten the scripture kind of twisted in a way um, to a point where it's like be in the world, but be super far away from the world because whatever the case is. And the more like I read that scripture and the more like I've been like praying on it and just like trying to understand it more, I've began to realize like as I walk through this life with God that it's not so much of like being so far away from the world, but being in the world, but not doing the things that they do yet, knowing how to come in contact to a point that people can see the light of God. Um, I feel like the more like we distance ourselves from the world, the less of a chance the world has to be saved. Um, So I think being able to understand the culture, to understand what people are going through in this world today, to understand what is going on in 2020, to understand what's going on in your schools, um, in people's households, what are the struggles that they go through? What are the things that they like? I feel like you have to have that understanding and really like embody it while knowing how to put on like the armor of God on top of it um, so that it doesn't look like when people look at you, it's like, oh my gosh, like they're this perfect person that I could never, you know, get to be at because I'm so broken, like I'm so hurt, like I'm so worldly, like I can't look like like that. But I think there's a difference when people see you and you're like, wow, you look just like me, but there is some fruit that you have that mm-hmm. I don't have. Like, how do you know how to like, like do both? And that leaves the curiosity for them to go deeper. Um, I think throughout time, like we've been so far away from everything that that's why people are like, well, I can't be a Christian because this is how a Christian looks and my life looks nothing like that. Um, But I think the moment that we know how to balance both um, and put it together so that the light of God can be seen through a culture, like that's what God wants at the end of the day. Like he doesn't want us to stop and shut down everything. Obviously the things that don't follow the word we shouldn't be doing. Um, but there's a wisdom that comes where it's like, okay, like this is not against God. This is not a gray area where I have to question my faith. I can do this so that people can see that you can live in this world and not be like away from everything. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus, he had to go through, um, tax collectors to reach their heart. He had to go through fishermen to reach their heart. So much people, prostitutes, and he chose those people to follow him within his ministry. So I think the moment that we know how to get in people's dirt without being contaminated by their dirt. I think that's Mm. when we'll be able to see like the true revival that God really wants for his people. But yeah, bro, that's awesome. And you know, man, like literally everything you said was like spot on. Like, I love it. Um, I guess a follow-up question would be like, why do you think it's kind of difficult for, I guess, believers and young believers specifically to kind of like live, live that out. You know what I mean? Like, why is it difficult um, for some people to kind of be able to live in that space? For sure. I think it's just because one, again, culture, I feel like a lot of um, church culture as its own, just because of generations in the past, like I said, like it has been like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like we're over here. They're over there. Like, let's keep that line drawn in the sand. Um, I think now we are in a generation that's not afraid of crossing that line. 
um, but also knowing how to keep our faith. But I think it's hard because with many people, um, it's hard to balance both because they feel like, oh, I can fall back into the sin that I that I was delivered from. Um, but with that comes accountability. Like you have to do it with people that you know that you can trust. You know, like right. Jesus when he went with those people, you know, and he found the Peter, he found he found John, he found Matthew, he found Mary Magdalene, like all these people that followed him. Um, a lot of people don't remember, but before Jesus, like Jesus' closest contact was John the Baptist. Like he had people on his side before that was like, no, we're gonna follow the light, go into the world and save the world. Like that's, that's our calling. Like that's exactly what we're going to do. So I think the hardest thing is just finding the balance of both and finding the community that can hold you up in those times that you do feel like you're going to fall, um, which is where we have to come together as Christians and as the church to really like uplift each other so that we can continue this mission without, you know, losing anyone. But brilliant. I love yeah. that, bro. That's awesome, man. Um, so you, you had mentioned something that was really good, uh, you know, finding that community, you know, like, it kind of reminds me of like um, when Jesus told the parable of like the neighbor, where it's right. like, mm -hmm. and at the end of it, the I think he was a, a lawyer or a Pharisee or something like that. Um, he was like, okay, but where do we find this kind of neighbor? And Jesus was like, okay, but which one was the good neighbor? You know what I mean? Um, so I guess what would be your advice to a young person? Like, how can they be that community for somebody else? You know what I mean? How can they keep somebody accountable? What does it look like to keep somebody accountable? You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Um, I think finding people that, um, aren't afraid to talk about God, but aren't afraid to talk about culture is super heavy. Um, all of my mentors that I have in my life, um, they're very, like very, very spiritual people, but these people know the grind and grit of the culture that we live in and they embody that while putting on God. So I think that, um, you should have people in your corner that is not afraid to, you know, bump some trap music with you and then you know what i'm saying like really about to go lay hands and like you know mm -hmm. call the holy spirit down within a second like i think mm -hmm. you should find people who are okay just like switching like okay like this world stuff is cool like this this everything that we have on this earth like it's a blessing better than in the day we know where all of these gifts come from we know that everything that we think of it is from the wisdom of god and the creativity that it gives us so we need to know how to give him praise as well so i think just finding that community of like you know people who know how to do both can easily influence you um in proverbs uh, 27 it says like as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend mm -hmm. so i feel like the more you who you hang around with that's who you'll begin mm -hmm. to look like that's the people yeah. that will begin to sharpen you so if you surround yourself with people you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that know yeah. how to do both then eventually you'll be like, okay like this is how you do it you know what i'm saying and it becomes natural to a point that people are drawn to you and you could have your own disciples, your own people that you mentor causing this ripple effect of Christianity in the world. That's like, Oh my God, like you can do both. Like, this is crazy, mm -hmm. you know? But I think it really starts with just finding like simply just one person that you can mm -hmm. count on. That's like, okay, mm -hmm. I can trust this person with all of my fleshly like sins, like struggles, whatever. But also like, I just need to pray, bro. Like, can you pray for me really quick? I think that's mm -hmm. the most important thing that you need to look for when it comes to community. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant, man. Um, and I really loved what you hit on, man. It's like God didn't make you one way to use you another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like God didn't create you um, like like God didn't make Cam love basketball to make Cam not be able to connect with people through the game of basketball. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like like God didn't give you your taste in music for you not to be able to use that to connect with people. 
You know what I mean? Um, so, man, I, I, my, my next question is, like, how can young believers find ways to share the gospel and introduce their friends to Jesus kind of like in this season? You know, like where we are in quarantine, where, you know, we do have to do church online, you know, um, like what, what I guess in your head, like what are some effective ways for people to like reach out to other people? You know what I mean? That's great. That's a great question. Um, I learned this thing in Elevation and it really like stuck with me upon like the other like nuggets of wisdom that I've gotten. Um, one thing that they, they really believe in, they actually made it a core belief is that um, you work inside your box, not out of it. Mm -hmm. um you work with what god has already given you you steward what god has given you and you don't try to surpass that or try and push another limit that you know god has already set for you mm -hmm. within this time of quarantine everyone's in their house everyone's on social media or everybody's on a gaming system it's mm -hmm. like one of the three you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um or everything combined so mm -hmm. i think understanding that the limitations that god has put on us excuse me, I think that the limitations that God has put on us has given us even more platform to push the gospel out. And I truly believe that. I feel like we are in a time right now where we have the most opportunity than ever before to like push this thing out. Because what I can say here in Orlando, my words can speak to, you know, people in my neighborhood, but that does not mean that my same voice that's open right now, people in India and Asia can hear it. But let me go on Twitter real quick and share what God's already spoken to me and my account's open and anybody that shares my post can see it. That's even more of a ripple effect. So I think working with social media, working with the Instagram, working with TikTok, working with Twitter, working with PlayStation Online, Xbox Online, like all of these platforms that we have, you know, God's pretty much saying like, yo, like go in your home and like get to work. Like I've given you everything you need. Like you have the account, you have the platform, you have the followers. It only really takes one follower for things to get viral. It takes one share and that thing will blow up. So, I mean, it's your, it's your choice. It's your opportunity to be like, okay, like I understand what's going on. I understand what people are doing. Get so familiar with the culture that you know how to speak their language so that when you do say the name of Jesus, it doesn't sound foreign. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so I think yeah. that understanding the culture, understanding, you know, what people are going through in this time, that's when it's like, okay, I feel you. I'm going through it too. I speak your language. But the reason why our lives look different is because I have this one thing called Jesus that mm -hmm. gets me through each day of time that I could feel anxious. I could feel depressed. But while we're in the same position of being home and being alone and being in the dark, I have a Bible and you don't. Do you want to share mine? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that yeah. kind of attitude that we understand, you know, in order to like really push it out. So that mm -hmm. I mean, that's the best way that I feel like Brilliant. we can do it right now. Yeah, man. Um, and I mean, that's what you guys are doing at Extreme right now, bro. Like that's what I love about you guys, man. Like you guys are on top of it, like all the time, and like it's just super cool to see that you guys are always pushing out content and different stuff like that, man. Um, we're gonna wrap up here really quick. Um. I guess my final question would be, because, um, uh, you know, we put, we tell our kids to invite people, you know, and, you know, a really big goal for us is like, man, every week, you know, we want, we want, like, I, I had mentioned it in, um, I think it was the second sermon in this series where it was like, yo, like, I want this youth ministry to smell like smoke because mm -hmm. I want us to be constantly running into the fires of people's, people's lives, like they're the hell that they live in. 
and I want us to be pulling people out. Uh, they don't have to be perfect. They don't need to, they don't need to be saved the moment they get here. But I want like each week, my, my desire would be that somebody who's never heard the, the true gospel of Jesus, someone who's never encountered the real Jesus would be watching. They would be listening. They would be um, welcomed. You know, we always say kind of like what you guys say at mainstream, like, man, you're allowed to belong here before you believe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're allowed to be family before you, you know, even declare that, you know, Jesus is king pretty much, you know? Um, yeah. So I guess, what would you say to someone who's watching right now who doesn't know Jesus or who wouldn't consider them themselves a Jesus follower? Um, keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Um, I love that belief that um, you belong before you even believe. Um, there is like many people who actually even in Bible times was around Jesus and had to warm up to him before they even accepted him as that statue of King or God or whatever the case was. Um, I would don't, it's really easy to feel like you don't belong somewhere because people look different, but I promise you like the reason why you keep coming is because of the curiosity. So just keep that curiosity there. Like don't feel like you have to be pressed or like, whatever to like really just like adapt like take your time like your process is your process the way that god speaks mm -hmm. to you cool. is totally different than the way he'll speak to pastor gabe or he'll speak mm -hmm. to me um each relationship is different like that with him so mm -hmm. i would say just keep coming like keep trying like it's the effort it's the heart posture that god honors mm -hmm. and you know as the more he speaks to you and the more you grow with him like just continue to be open continue to be ready to just receive because the more you keep that posture throughout your, the rest of your life, you'll be surprised the amount of amazing things that God will show you because you have a yes attitude in your heart. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. All right, guys, that that's all we got for today. Everyone throw in that chat. Thank you, Cam, Bishop Cam. We appreciate <laughs> you. We appreciate your time, man. And uh, we love you, bro. We're going to be praying for you and, and uh, your, your marriage and your wedding that is going to happen this year, that God's going to bless you. And, um, and everything can I actually, can we actually pray for you right now? Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Um, father God, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, just for, we thank you for Cam's life. My God, Lord, I pray that your hand would be over his life in a way that he's never seen before my Jesus. Lord, I pray for favor. My God, Lord, I pray that this year will be a year of open doors for Cam. My Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would bless his engagement. My God, and I pray that you would bless his marriage and his wedding day. My Jesus, Lord, I pray that this virus would be gone sooner rather than later so that him and, and, and Alyssa, my God, so that they can come together finally and enjoy their, their wedding day and enjoy their marriage that they're going to have. My God, Lord, I pray that you would open doors for Cam to, to continue to do the work of ministry, open doors for Cam to continue to be the man you've called him to be, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for his life and his willingness to just share the gospel with us here at Jairus City. Lord, we thank you and worship you in your name we pray. Thanks so much for listening. We hope this week's episode blessed you. And if it did, share with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe and check us out on social media at GyroCityORL. Have a blessed day and remember, you were made to change the culture.